Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Matt Barr and you are listening to the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. The show where I try and cover the most interesting stories in action sports and other related endeavours, although you probably know that by now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Hope you enjoy my conversation with my friend Melody Sky. I feel like I should have a drum roll for this because I've been trying to get Melody on Looking Sideways for absolutely yonks. Years, even. Um... I'll talk a bit about that at the uh, at the end in Housekeeping Corner. But Melody is a true lifer. Um, and yet we're in classic looking sideways territory. And she surely had one of the most interesting careers in all of European action sports media. She's a photographer, a filmer, a creative, I guess, an artist, an entrepreneur. But those phrases really don't do justice to the sheer range of accomplishments and adventures that Melody's got to her name. And what I really, really love about Melody's story and why I wanted to talk to her for Looking Sideways is how self-made the whole thing. Now, that is a theme that underpins not only Looking Sideways, but the whole action sports community. Whatever you end up doing, you need to be driven by curiosity, drive, graft, passion, and basically a desire to have a more interesting life. As I wrote somewhere recently on the Substack blog, they weren't exactly handing out routes to snowboard journalists at the Stratford Grammar School Careers Fair in 1992. You you, you kind of have to make this stuff up as you go along. Obviously, it's getting a little bit more established these days. Um, but really what this conversation is about is how Melody did it. And there are a lot of lessons. Um, I'm not going to use the word actionable, but if I was another podcast, I might do. Um, to take from this. So if you're somebody who looks at the guests and thinks, well, I've never heard of them. I'm not going to bother. I implore you, don't make that mistake with this one because it is a real classic. Um, so Melody came to Brighton in mid-May. We hung out for the day and did this interview. It was a lovely day. I'm going to say like the first day of summer, really. So we headed to the beach um, in Hove. I think Melody was a bit like, wow, this is all a bit casual. She had, after all, just been on the Peter and Felice Hardy podcast. Um, but, you know, she's an old mate and I really wanted this one to be a rambling circuitous conversation in the classic looking sideways style and it was um we wandered about we had a cup of coffee we just chatted and we had an extremely involved and enjoyable conversation so this is one for the looking sideways originals but really you know if you're looking to be inspired by somebody who lives life very much on their own terms then you're gonna like it melody's a bit of a hero um and i'm stoked i finally got her on the show so here she is melody sky enjoy Maybe just hold it away from that. You're a pro, though, aren't you? Yeah. Just, just off the. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nerves. <laughs> Nerves. It's <laughs> so funny. Is that why you've been putting it off for like five years then? Yeah, I've been. I think I've been terrified to talk on anything though, any podcast. I've turned down podcasts, interviews, films, uh, pretty much all my life, and I think uh, it's because I start stuttering. Right. I think. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you where it came from. I think it was the London Ski Show. Right. I won Free Ski Photographer of the Year at okay. the London Ski Show. And uh, it was at, what was it? The They had the free ride event or something. The free ride. Is this um, when it was at uh, Battersea Park? No, it was before then. Like Olympia? Yeah. Oh, the proper. And they had the the Free Ski Awards, I think it was called. Yeah. And they, there was awards for everything from photographers to... to I don't know, 
mountain guides, whatever. Right. But I won free ski photographer of the year. Did you have to do a speech? And I had to do a speech. Right. Was and it I, right in front of a load of people? I saw about a thousand people there. I didn't know. Well, maybe not that much. Right. But I stood up on the stage and looked at everyone and I froze. Right. And I just couldn't, I couldn't think of any words in English. And right. I just said, thank you. That's all right, though. And that was it. And walked off the stage. Mic drop. <laughs> and then, um, you know Ben Benson, don't you? I do know Ben, yeah. Yeah, so Ben, ben and I have been friends for many years from the early days and teen. Yeah. But Ben was interviewing for something there. And he, he followed me around the ski show, found me. I was hiding behind a pillar. Right. And went to interview me after the Free Ski Awards. And um, I've interviewed many people. And I'm good at interviewing, but not good at being interviewed. Right. But I know sometimes when you're interviewing people, they come out with words that they never use or they start talking in a language that's just not them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an interesting idea, that, isn't it? I mean, I've got some friends who have said to me, like, I can't really listen to the podcast because you don't really sound like yourself. And I'm, and I'm, I'm a bit like, well, it, I mean, it's always going to be a bit of an act, isn't it? Because you've got you've to get yourself up to to do it you know you like you have to there's got to be some kind of like line between the person that you would be when you're completely relaxed and the person that you you know if you i just think that's kind of normal really yeah and it's and it's not my mind's you'd have to know me really well i think to to be like see a difference yeah you're you're very natural though you're not uh you well to me you sound like you you don't sound like you're putting on some sort of it's like when i um do any if i do a fashion photo shoot for example i've had people where i tell them to walk towards me and they start doing a robot walk right (laughs) walk normally (laughs) but yeah but it's the same so with um uh ben when he interviewed me yeah he asked me a question and i used a word that i've never used right uh, I think I, I, it was terrain and I never used the word terrain right. it's just not something I ever say and then I I just couldn't you got in your e- own e- head. every every <laughs> sentence it's like oh yeah when you're a female in this terrain you have to be very you know uh, aware of the terrain if there's other people in the terrain it was just terrain 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 oh, terrain was he, was he looking at you like why is Melody saying terrain so much he was, I think <laughs> nah, he was he's, horrified he's, I think, he's, he's well, ace he would have done that he's well he never came back to me and showed <laughs> me the, the interview so I don't think it went anywhere <laughs> oh no I, yeah it's I don't know it's funny isn't it like I think there's an element of exposing yourself isn't there but like yeah. I said to you from I mean first I'm just going to say before we get into it we're on the beach in Brighton actually Hove actually um I am going to be testing everyone's limits on background noise with this one. Um, but me and Melody, we had a meeting room booked around the corner and then we were a bit like, fuck that, let's go down the beach because it's a really lovely day. So we're on the beach, so there will be some background noise. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say is like, there, there's an element of exposing yourself, isn't there? There's an element of, I mean, this will make you laugh. So my friends have just asked me to be their celebrant at the wedding, wow. which is on Thursday next week. And yeah, I'm, I'm, that's definitely testing my ability because <laughs> I'm a bit like, okay, fuck. Because obviously I said, yeah, you know, like you don't have to do it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no, I'm a, you know, because it's such a, such a kind of privilege. But yeah, you'll be now great. the reality is that I'm going to have to stand up in front of a wedding full of people and, and pretend to be a celebrant. And, and to do that, I'm going to have to, there's definitely going to be some acting going on. <laughs> I but hope I someone's think, filming I think, it. I think you can learn, though. 
I think you can definitely learn to put yourself in the position. You know, you were just asking me about those live ones I've been doing. Yeah. And I definitely noticed last year, I I I got more I got more comfortable definitely of, of, of about standing up in front of a, an audience of people and and not shitting myself, which was really nice. Yeah, I've got to say because and 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 that's after like my whole life, like everybody have been basically terrified of public speaking, and then I was like, oh, actually, I'm not that bothered by this anymore. It's just experience. Yeah. When did you When did you first feel comfortable with it though? Uh, well, I think generally. So this is you interviewing me now, which uh, is great. Um, <laughs> this no, is how I avoid being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, like, I think it's... I would put interviewing in the same camp as well. Like, I still have massive imposter syndrome about doing it, basically. And I think last year, I just sort of thought, at some point, I've got to start backing myself there. <laughs> like, I've been doing this for so long now. Not even if you not even just doing this podcast but interviewing people like because like yourself you know that's my background and basically I've been interviewing people for 30 years like at some point I was like I'm gonna have to accept that I can probably do this and that was quite liberating I was I was a bit like actually I kind of do know what I'm doing here like and that so so this putting so much baggage and fear on myself is a bit pointless because there's enough to be worried about yeah. without the stuff that you can actually do. So that was quite liberating. And, and generally since then, I've been a bit... I've just tried to trust myself a bit more yeah. with it. I still do have situations with this where I'm obviously uncomfortable or scared or feel like an imposter. But, yeah. you know. That's good to know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all imposter syndrome. because, And also, I'm scared that somebody's going to ask me a question that I can't ask and then I'll start stuttering. But you can't, like, as in like you won't want to answer or uh, yeah I won't want to answer or I don't know how to answer and I've always been worried about uh, I mean it's only recently I've kind of figured out that I'm uh, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm, I'm actually okay at my job um, I, I felt like a newcomer isn't to the industry funny? until just fairly recently isn't that funny because outwardly you know you're, that's that's not the reality. The reality is you're really good at your job and you're massively respected and you're like, well, you have that thing that we were just talking about, you know, you, you, so, all right, this, this, so this is kind of what we were just talking about, which is really interesting. So you would say that your personal view of what you do and the, and what you might call quite grandiose term, but we'll use it like the public perception of what you do. There's a big gap there. Yeah. So when you, so do you find that when people describe what they think you do so for example i just listened to your interview with peter and felice hardy this morning and you know and, and peter really bigs you up you yeah know. he does he's and great like, do you find do you find yourself thinking like who's that they're talking about yeah i do and i feel i almost feel a bit embarrassed that i'm going to get found out that it's not really me and i'm not really that good or you know if, if i talk to people they'll see through me <laughs> right yeah but i think it's probably i've been thinking about this a lot lately and i think it's probably because um i feel a bit i mean it's it's just my hobby it's my hobby that i've made my job and my career and uh it's maybe a bit of guilt that i'm just having fun and i'm just enjoying it and and i'm earning from it guilt's an interesting word yeah go on then yeah so i think there's there's some of that in there and actually it's taken me until now uh, you said something earlier but 
it made me think about the last few years have been so traumatic yeah and we've all lost so much and I've lost a lot in the last few years as well and when you're stripped bare it's like well you're what have I got to lose yeah <laughs> and now I really this year I've actually uh I mean, I wanted yours to be my first podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been asking let's, me not, for so let's long. not talk about that. Because when I went on, <laughs> I feel so when, I went bad. on a, when I went on the Apple Podcast app earlier and did a search for you, it's like, no. wow, man, I did some fucking loads. <laughs> well, you were like, the first person to like, ask me. I was but like, what? Well, I, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> uh, but the problem was, you got you got so good, and you were interviewing people that were so amazing. I felt that it's too good oh, for me. Shut up. <laughs> But it's true. I thought, no, I can't go in this podcast. That's funny. <laughs> Matt's doing too well. That's funny. So you, you mentioned as well, like you get the question, how do you do so much? Because I get that all the time. Yeah. And I never know how to answer that. And my stock answer is always like, well, I don't have kids and I get up early. <laughs> it's like a bit of a joke. And there is definitely a little bit of truth in that. Yeah. Um, but how do you, I imagine you probably feel like you don't do enough. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Because that's what I feel yeah. like. I feel like, again, I feel like there's, I don't really recognise the picture that people... Put. In fact, I had this conversation with Owen Tozer yesterday, like my friend who does the yeah. pictures when he's around. And he sort of was saying this, like... He was basically saying, like, well, it's a bit of a standing joke amongst all your friends about the amount of stuff that you get done. <laughs> and I was a bit like, well, I really don't recognise that picture. Is that kind of what you feel like? Yeah, well? I feel like, I, I mean... I feel like I haven't achieved enough, not and and I feel like I've wasted a, a lot of time. But I work like is this you. where the word guilt comes in? Yeah, this is where the word guilt comes in. <laughs> um, but you know, I if I'm work because it's an outdoor job. If I'm working all day, uh, I have to go back and still do all the things that you know, for running a business, you know, accounts, website, uh, emails. And so we've got somebody working above us, haven't we? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, we can move. Yeah. Should, we, should, we, should we move? Yeah. Like okay. We can walk and talk, though. Walk so let's uh, keep... I like this walk and talk thing. I wish people could see it. <laughs> right, I'm just going to put my mic down. Okay. And then um, while I do my bag up. Yeah, that's why we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> we actually moved earlier because we were like, that's going to be quite loud. And now we're right next to some of the scaffolding right it's all because i wanted to see the ocean coming from the mountains no no this is good yeah. this is good <laughs> right hang on let me grab this on that side there we go we can walk and talk right uh, we can we can walk and talk on on hove lawns um yeah. yeah so you were saying guilt oh yeah guilt yeah I, yeah i feel like i haven't done enough but again i think that maybe comes from doing ooh, Sorry. <laughs> doing something that i really enjoy enjoy that is my hobby and i've made it my work but yeah i i fill my days and i'm really i have it's a routine do you have a routine yeah well i find that um unless i do unless i have a routine i can't get it all done yeah yeah and, exactly. and it, it's so interesting because i was read i i imagine just even from this brief chat we've got a really similar approach to this whole thing in terms of how we do it and also like how we perceive the way that we do it yeah i was yeah. doing this thing yesterday with a photographer called chris floyd who's, okay excuse me like a very well-known um i guess celebrity photographer but he's much more than that like he did all the old oasis shoots in the 90s oh, yeah. and yeah. and he's got a book out and i read an interview with him there you go they've just left us that bench there oh great um and 
he said, success to me is waking up each morning and deciding I don't need to do anything. And I was like, well, I could kind of do that, but I'd feel really guilty. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd feel like, and it's, it's funny, isn't it? I've been talking, like, you know, my wife often says to me, just calm down. <laughs> but I guess it's kind of, it's a drive that can be built in, can't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I feel, it's, I don't know, I have this feeling that life is very short. And um, yeah, I'm not, very good, I'm not very good at sitting down and doing nothing. I don't think I've sat on my sofa. Well, maybe, I don't know, in the last year, I've maybe sat on my sofa three times. How do you relax then? Uh, relax? Can you relax? <laughs> well, I feel, I feel like I'm relaxed all the time, even when I'm working or, or, yeah. I feel very relaxed even when I'm not relaxing. You know what I mean? Though? Like yeah. The, the, to, the, the to definition relax. of relax. Because, like, yeah. you, know, you know, like, there's a real thing at the minute mm. about hustle culture and, you know, and, and, and that quite rightly being challenged as a, as a which I agree with and the importance of I mean our friend Sean's a massive proponent of rest yeah. And, yeah. and and you know just don't do anything yeah I find that absolutely impossible yeah, sorry Sean <laughs> but that's why I really like reading though um because it's as close as I can get to yeah well I guess for me relaxing would be going on a hike with a podcast yeah I do a lot of that every day I like to go on a hike or a walk somewhere with a podcast yeah and generally in the evening so so i have a real routine to my day which is i'll probably sound like a right weirdo Not right at now all. but yeah i start so i start in the morning at maybe nine o'clock really you know i don't force myself to get out of bed don't set an alarm i'm really lucky unless i've got a photo shoot or a film shoot yeah i don't have to set an alarm and so I get up when I feel ready to get up. Yeah. And, um, and then when I sit at my computer from 9 to 11, I have no music. Right. And get all my like, really important work out of the way. Are you that checking Instagram at that point? No, 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 no. no so you're I really don't. good at that? Yeah, I'm good at that. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I check Instagram. But um, Monday is my, uh, my real office day if I'm not on a photo shoot again. But yeah, 9 to 11, no music. 11 to 2, music. Uh, no lyrics right two to six music with lyrics <laughs> yeah but this is th- this is like I, I i totally get this mm. because this is like how you know you function yeah you know and what you, and how you're gonna get you get your stuff done yeah exactly yeah i mean i'm not see i'm kind of jealous of that because <laughs> i'm like i'm always like one to-do list away from you know I think that's what I personally need to sort of get over a little bit, you know, like just this feeling the need to constantly try and control every outcome, you know. Yeah. Um, but you said something interesting earlier because you were talking a little bit about imposter syndrome, which is, you know, obviously yeah. like a very well-worn theme on these podcasts, not just mine. And one of the things that struck me from listening to that conversation that you had with Peter and Felice Hardy was, um, I mean, it's quite a tale you know that you've got you you know you grew up in Cornwall you moved to Scotland right you got you had a few sort of very serendipitous we we, we should get into it like yeah. into you know like with the how you got into diving how you got into dive photography and all that stuff but what really struck me was 
how you have been prepared to like take risks yeah it seemed like mm -hmm. and you've also been really quick to recognize when you needed to do different stuff and that doesn't i don't really put that with a lack of confidence or like imposter syndrome do you know what i mean like yeah i see what you mean yeah so yeah. How, how do you how do you reconcile those two sort of pictures because you, you I, i'm right yeah you've always been quite happy to just roll the dice a bit i yeah, mean at one yeah. point you said you literally did roll the dice and go yeah. like am i going to go to australia or go to university like yeah. so you've always had that element of but it's it's actually a really interesting thing that i've been looking at now because in the last few years well we, we have had a pandemic in there as well but i haven't been taking any risks and my life hasn't been uh, I haven't been having the coincidences or luck that I've had in the past when I've taken risks. But I always, uh, I think I was always lucky growing up because I knew whatever happened, I had a, a family to go back to. My mom and dad would have taken me in at any point. Yeah. And so uh, I always tell them that if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had the freedom to just do what I like and not care if I, you know, my dad once came and had to pick me up in Holland right. and get me back to the UK because I didn't have a penny. Right. You know, I'd gone backpacking around Europe yeah. and uh, completely run out of money and couldn't even afford a ticket back home. Yeah. And it's important to acknowledge that. Obviously. Yeah. 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 So that really helped. But also, I don't think um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've never had a never had a plan. I, I don't. It's not a great thing, really, but I don't look to the future. I don't think about the past and whatever happens today could possibly change my life you know and I'll just go with it right have you always been like that always been like that yeah yeah and I think that's why there's always been you know somebody says oh would you like to do a dive course oh I'd love to do a dive course and I'll do a dive course and the next one's handing me a camera and uh you know I just uh, I think opportunities um I think a lot of people and I have uh, I haven't really been noticing and picking up on the opportunities over the last few years so i have for the last two months but you okay so that's <laughs> so really interesting so you're noticing a correlation yeah. between what you would what you know what people would say like are the you know i said serendipity like you 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 think the you think they're related yeah definitely and it's really funny because uh i was talking to someone about uh the universe giving you signals the other day and i'm like is that rubbish or does it actually happen but um i was trying to figure out because quite often something will happen yeah and uh it can trigger you to think oh i shouldn't cross that road because that car is over there or something you know it's all those yeah. things and i've kind of looked at those things and just taken them as signals this sounds a bit crazy no i don't think so <laughs> i don't think so yeah and so um yeah i think that's kind of guided me through life yeah, I mean, I uh, one of the massive cliches that I wheel out on this podcast very frequently is I'm a big believer in. Well, I mean, I guess if you st if we step back a little bit, like what we're talking about here is almost like, you know, what comes first, like what controls what. You know, you said like, is all that stuff like, yeah, like, how how important is intention? You could almost say, couldn't you? Yeah, and like, what role does that actually have in the outcomes that? that give you and yeah you could be extremely emotionally rigid and rational and say that's all bullshit and certainly at times in my life like I have definitely thought that was all bullshit yeah um 
But I think, and this brings me back to the kind of cliche that I often, I, I just honestly believe that you've got to make decisions. Like if you want to, like whatever situation that you're in, and that's when obviously if you if you've got things going in your life that can make it harder to make decisions but for me that's kind of almost the point of it just making a decision like making forward movement of some kind to change the situation that you're in even if it's like i'm going to get out of the house today and go for a walk you know obviously like very easy to say but i do and that's probably about as close as i get to to like but i but i strongly believe that that that's how i sort of you know if i'm at a impasse or like i don't really know what to do i just think well i just need to do something yeah like, and whatever and at least that'll change the situation and lead me to make another decision and then so i completely understand what you're saying about yeah. this connection of like how intention and outcome because i f- for me it's real but for me it's almost like a just almost like a as much of a code for living your life as i can come up with really you know it's like there's well i don't know if everybody's like this but the uh, actually i'll come back to this in a minute the everybody being different because i have started questioning people recently about how their brains work and it's so interesting right <laughs> how different how things that you do you think that other people do or think the same yeah but they don't at no. all well there's just on that i read a brilliant thing recently which was like basically the older i get the less I understand people and it's almost yeah. like that's the way it goes yeah like you, you know you do again like you say when you're younger you're like yeah everyone's kind of broadly similar but then we're so we're so very different but yeah the, the I mean do you have a do you talk to yourself in your head or do you not do you talk to yourself in your head well I've read a thing about that recently and what what do you mean by that Aha, uh-huh, so you don't. <laughs> so I have, uh, you. well, for example, if... Because um, I would have said yes, but yeah. then the way it was described, I was like, well, I actually don't do that. Yeah, okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, an example would be if you're, you've got your cup of coffee and you put it beside your computer and you go to sit down and in your head, there's a voice in your head says, that's stupid, you're going to knock that over. And then... Do you have that? Mm, I don't think so. No. Okay, I do. <laughs> I mean, I got off the ferry last week mm. or whatever it was, and I did very loudly say to myself, "Don't forget to drive on the right. Don't forget to drive on the right." Like, yeah, yeah. I it? think that's slightly different. Yeah, because it's uh, because you're you're reminding you. I, I, I can't really describe it, but you're reminding yourself something there, and you're. I mean, I do that all the time, but um, this is kind of not something that uh, it's it's ahead of me. Right. Uh, and can't, like, I can't it, control it or I'm not thinking about it it just comes it's my my voice in my head telling yeah. me is it is it a helpful voice it's a very helpful voice but I didn't realize this until recently and actually it was when I was I think I discovered a lot about myself during the pandemic when we were locked down so I started looking at things I did and think yeah that's quite weird that you do that but uh, I started listening to that voice right and everything started going right after that because I, I would always, I'd have that voice say that and then I'd knock the coffee over and then I'd laugh at myself and go, what an idiot. Right. And, uh, or that voice would laugh at me and say, what an idiot. So it's almost like maybe I'm a, <laughs> a bit strange, but um, yeah, there were so many things that I would have done wrong, but because my, myself got to me. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I don't know how else to explain is that. It, is this what you mean? Because you've alluded a couple of times to like the last few years being, I'm not, you know, I won't even use any words, yeah. but like have, have been different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. And I've changed a lot in the last few years and I can see myself changing. And even, my, you know, you, you grow, you, you know, every year you get older and you think, oh, that's it. I've learned what there is to learn and I am the person I am. And I'm never going to be any different. I'm an adult now. Yeah. But I've just been watching myself change so much in the last few years. It's it's quite strange. I was never aware of changing. I was never aware of growing up. As in the way you see the world, or uh, the way the way I am as a person, as a person, um, the way I see the world, the way I approach things. Just, I mean, uh, the way I deal with people. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've. You know, a lot of people have gone through a lot of stuff and I, I can see myself like trying different approaches with people that have gone through struggle and it doesn't work one way or it works the other one, other way. And I just keep trying different approaches with things until I reach the right approach. Yeah. And I would never have done that before and actually thought about it. Right. You just sort of go bumble through life and yeah. So, that, and so you see these changes as positive? Very positive. Yeah. 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 But it's come through a negative uh a period of adversity. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's really interesting. Which is quite tied up to work, by the sounds of it. Uh, work, family, friends, yeah. all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorts. Life. Life, yeah. 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 But, like, but, but, you know, one of the challenges with the life that we've chosen when it comes to work is obviously when something like a pandemic comes along, you are pretty exposed. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you... I mean, you're at the pretty niche end of it really you mm. know like with, with with what you do is it for a living you know ski photographer filmmaker you know dive talk like it involves travel yeah it involves risk yeah that was all the, the stuff that went out the window yep. wasn't it really so Absolutely. how how was that because you had a few pretty major things cancelled didn't you oh yeah you lost your income obviously yeah. like how how did you f- i mean it was <laughs> great and bad at the same time um i mean the year before the pandemic i went for it and taken a lot of risk you know i was making uh three or four different films i hadn't been i'd been hadn't been filming properly for quite a few years and i just decided right it's a bit like for me the ocean and the mountains sometimes i like the mountains better sometimes the ocean and it's the same with film and photography i go sort of you know i might do two years of loving photography and not interested in film and and then i'll be really interested in film and not photography but you know the year before the pandemic I really was wanting to make films and I was making yeah three or four films and I took the risk to not work that year yeah in a place like Switzerland which is the most expensive place on the planet to live and uh, so I, I I did spend my life savings over that year yeah taking a risk and then when we went into the lockdown of the the Swiss sort of put together a fund to help uh, independence uh, but it was based on your previous year's salary. Yeah. So I, I was pretty much like, oh, God, this is painful. This yeah. is going to be tough. And so, yeah, it did sort of really, uh, it, it was it was a major thing financially. And, uh, and then, of course, there was, after that, it was just one thing went wrong after the other. I think when you're in a, I mean, I've never been in a negative space in my life. I'm not a person who ever... I'm quite a positive person. Yeah. And uh, I sort of witnessed a little bit how worry can bring you down. Yeah. And yeah, worry and stress uh, p- 
put me in a place I'd never experienced in my life before. And then I witnessed, you know, family having issues. That's the you know, family having issues is the worst thing to ever happen. And close friends as well. And, you know, I had close friends, you know, young people die, really close friends die of cancer. I had friends who committed suicide. I had, uh, you know, people around me who were very close who were suicidal. There was just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong yeah. on top of me having lost everything financially. And I think because I've always been such a positive person, I've been able to support people yeah. all my life. And so then there was me who was struggling and I was still trying to support everyone because they needed it more than ever. And so it was a tough, you know, everyone had a tough time, but yeah, yeah. it was a tough thing to get over. And I think, um, I think, I, I always look at people and think, um, when you go through a struggle, I will say, if, so, if we had a nuclear war right now, who would you want to be with? Somebody who'd been through a struggle and got through it or somebody who'd never had a struggle and didn't know anything about life? And yeah. I think I kind of I'm happy with myself that I came through a struggle in a good way. And so I was able to help people. But it sounds like I oh, look at these guys, those skins. Oh, wow. It's pretty brave. Oh, I it, want to be out there in the sea. It looks pretty inviting, I've it's got to say. so still. It sounds like, though, you made a comment earlier. You stopped listening to to your voice. You so it sounds like during this period, perhaps the tools that you might have relied upon to guide you, you stopped using. Yeah, and it's the typical thing of, uh, you know, if someone's overweight, they don't want to go to the gym because they're overweight. Yeah, and it was the same thing. The voice you, I should have been listening to wasn't because I was in that place, but. Um, was that surprising for you then? Because it sounds like yeah. you're. It sounds like you're. From what I know of you, like you're. You're actually this forward movement thing again. You're, you're actually pretty good at trucking on. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So f- during this period, when, however we want to phrase it, these tools weren't available to you. That's. It sounds like you're. A, that was new territory for you. Yeah, it was new territory. And I think that's why I changed so much over the last three years and why I'm able to do a podcast and not feel terrified of it right. anymore. I think, uh, you know, I was brought down and realized how what's important and what's not. Yeah. And I don't care what people think about me anymore. Whereas yeah. before I might have been like, oh, what are they thinking about me? Or, you know, do I look stupid? Yeah. Do I sound stupid? And now... I'm like, well, what have I got to lose? <laughs> yeah. And was there a moment when you kind of had a word with yourself? Or was it more a gradual thing? I think it's been really gradual, but I'm, ve- I'm more aware, like I'm more self-aware now than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you a funny, funny thing. Uh, I've even discovered that I read differently in my head to other people right really <laughs> so do you i don't know if you um this is a sorry i've got pins got and needles you've, in my you've hand got a, you've got mike mike hand <laughs> mike hand <laughs> <laughs> it's gone numb yeah um but yeah there's uh i was saying earlier about recently i've been questioning how people's brains work yeah um it's so interesting to me how different we are so for example I've been reading the same way my entire life. And I was speaking to, actually, the friend I was staying with yesterday. I was speaking to her maybe, I don't know, three, four years ago. And she she speed reads. She reads maybe three, four books a week easily. I try and read a book. It takes me 
a month, two months. <laughs> I cannot read a book. And I, I said to her, I said, um, how can you read so many books? I said, I can only, I can only read as quick as I speak. And she looked at me confused because she doesn't, ha she doesn't have a voice in her head when she reads. When I read, I animate it. I, uh, I have a voice, an accent, I, I see it. And it's, uh, you know, I can only read a book as fast as I speak. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So how do you read? Do you read? I read more like your friend. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I, like, I did an English degree, so. Ah, okay, so yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Like, you just end up learning how to, you have to learn how to yeah. take it on as quickly as possible, really. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, it's not something you ever discuss with your teacher, you know, in school. Do I read with a voice in my head or don't I? It's no. not something well, you ever I mean, it's not something discuss with someone. Anyone ever talks about, no. is it? You know. And so I ask, I ask these weird questions. And then I got on an airplane after that with a book. And I looked at the book, stared at it. And I tried to read without the words in my head. And then, and then all of a sudden I was reading without words. And I couldn't believe it. I got to my age and didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was t it's tiring. I find it tiring to do that. Yeah. And I don't enjoy it as much. So I, I guess our The way that you describe reading, though, sounds much more <laughs> pleasurable to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I often find myself, I don't know, like that habit of racing to take on board information... I don't know how conducive that can be to like a pleasurable reading experience at times. Yeah. But I think as I've got older with reading, I've just tried to give myself permission to enjoy it a bit more. Like it probably sounds insane. I think if there's any English lit grads in the house, I know what I mean. Like you end up, you end up just plowing through stuff that you're not really enjoying. Yeah. And then it's, it definitely ingrained in me this idea that you just have to finish things even if you're not enjoying them, which is obviously a bit weird. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's taken me quite a while to unpick that and and give myself permission to like not finish books. Right. And and put them down, which I still feel a little bit uncomfortable with. But but again, yeah, I think mm. it's a very personal thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's why audiobook, uh, audiobooks and podcasts have been amazing for me. Yeah. Because it's much easier to listen to than read <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i mean audiobooks i i i need to l i need to like the narrator yeah yeah or else i can't really do it yeah um which is funny because i'm not that bothered about that with podcasts yeah and i find with audiobooks i really need to concentrate or else you just miss bits don't you um oh, i'm the opposite right complete opposite i can read uh, a whole page and then look at it and say wow what did that say? I haven't seen any of it. Right. And have to go back and read it again. Right. Whereas with a, yeah, an audio book or a podcast, I hear it all. Right, right. But that, uh, there's another question I've been asking friends recently, which is another thing I've discovered, is um, actually with my mum. My mum, she has an amazing music collection. Right. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone with a music collection like her, but she knows the lyrics to every song inside out. Yeah, and I have that. Yeah, so you've got the very different brain to me. So she was saying to me the other day, uh, "Oh, that you know that song's really interesting. That story," and I said, "Oh, I didn't hear hear this. I just hear the music." But actually, she asked me to listen to the lyrics, and I realised that when I listen to music, um, I kind of dampen down the music to hear the lyrics, so I separate them. Right. Yeah. Whereas, and I've spoken to a few people. Some people do that, and some people 
uh, hear the lyrics. Well, I mean, I, I, as a kid, I was very into reading. I was very into mm. words. I was very into writing. So I was very, um, for me, music originally was about lyrics right and, yep. and storytelling mm-hmm. and songwriting so like a lot like you know one of my favorite bands is the smiths and yeah, a huge yeah. part of the reason for that is because of the lyrics really mm-hmm. and i i remember meeting i was in a band with our mutual friend ewan wallace for years and ewan's this he's been on the podcast amazing musician like best musician i've ever worked with or played with and i remember when we met and we were still we were sort of started playing music together when we were kids or when we were like 20 or whatever and he was like oh I don't listen to the lyrics and I was a bit like I just couldn't get my head around it I was like how can you not and he was, and he was like well what you listen to the lyrics like that, oh that's just all rubbish like it's all about the music you know I was like wow okay yeah <laughs> yeah it's like my mum last week she just couldn't believe it it's like how can you not listen to the lyrics but I mean I have like yeah that that you know being able to remember lyrics though you know, the amount of times I've been in a cab and like some fucking eurythmic song comes on from the eighties <laughs> and I'm like, How the fuck do I know all the worst this? <laughs> you know, which is just it's just in there somewhere, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, my brain's always had that pretty, you know, geeky ability to retain. Yeah. I wish I wish I had but can't, your brain. Can't, can't remember where my car keys are. Yeah. Or, you know, my wife will be like Ask me to do something, I'll forget. And then she yeah. just thinks I'm taking the piss, really. But yeah, there's so many of these recently that so I've what? asked people. It's just so interesting. That and is this a new thing then? Is it like, because obviously yeah. that's, you know, you're, is this because you're trying to place the changes that you're experiencing, like contextualize them? I think it's um, actually uh, maybe a bit of, I'm not as, I'm, I'm kind of more. I'm happy with who I am now. Right. Like, I would maybe be embarrassed to say yeah. that before. Maybe there's someone out there saying, oh, that's because you're, you know, you're a bit slow or something. You know, I might be embarrassed that someone's saying that. And now, again, I don't care. So I'm sharing things that might not be, you know, I don't know, maybe they're not right in me. Maybe it well, is something no, I haven't learned. There's, 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 there's no right though, is there? Yeah. There's not about the way that we learn or communicate. I mean, that's one of the great things these days I think about the kind of conversation around neurodiversity and and mental health as well yeah. like I think a personally a huge part of that is because there's this societal like well there's a right way of doing things there's a right way of of progressing there's a right way of thinking reading you yeah. know however you might put it but that kind of also brings me back to your career because one of the things that I guess going back to this conversation thread earlier about like taking risks and and rolling the dice and all that stuff, which has obviously been a big theme of your career. Like, do you think that's why you've got such a your willingness to do that over the years is why you've amassed such a create firstly a a huge amount of experience in different things because you do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you 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 create, you you make art, you make films you you know you take photographs you 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 write you know you you you, you're definitely putting yourself out there creatively and you're definitely not worried about trying things no so there's that before you answer then Mm -hmm. the second part is also you just your willingness to try experiences you know like to say like oh yeah fuck it i'll i'll become the ice diving (laughs) person in teen you know like you do you think that's 
because one of the things that I know this is like a very rambling question <laughs> um, but I think there's going to be people listening to this you know, you've got one of those careers <laughs> that people aspire to they just they just do yeah. you know, there's going to be people that have, list, that, have li- that have listened to this I'll have done an intro where I've talked about what you do and I think there's going to be a lot of people like how do I do that yeah <laughs> you know and then, and obviously there's no career path but like what struck me is like this willingness to take risks this willingness to try and that's how you do it right yeah that's it it's all about risk and it's so funny because recently I was reading uh, is it um, is it Richard Kawasaki the rich dad poor dad I know but it I've, I've yeah, not read it but I, I do read know that uh, actually I listened to it in an audible good narrator <laughs> audiobook uh, yeah he was quite good he did it himself but yeah he was talking about uh, risk and, you know, most entrepreneurs are risk takers. Yeah. And it's never, never been th- something I'd ever thought about before that I am a risk taker. Um, it's just some, you know, I am me and I do what I do. You don't actually s- like really think about what, you're, what you do throughout your life. Yeah. But yeah, risk, I think risk has definitely been the reason I've, gone to the places I've gone and done the things I've done but I always feel that there's so much more I could be doing and there's so much more I want to experience there's um I get a bit worried about being a jack of all trades because there's so many other things I want to be doing and I don't really have a like a cap or I don't put a lid on things right and say okay I've done enough or I'm doing enough um yeah I could be doing a lot more that's gonna probably sound quite mad to people that that, that, that know you <laughs> you know like 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 i said it earlier and like going back to the conversation i had with owen you know like i kind of said to him when he was saying that about me i said i don't really recognize that picture that you painted of that person and he, he 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 really laughed yeah you know and that that's drive that you that's your drive isn't it yeah so, yeah and it, you've obviously been doing a lot of thinking about this like where do you think that has come from uh, another you know I'll, I'll I'll pull the diary of a CEO <laughs> cord there but um but it's a really interesting question because you know you've used you've used guilt mm-hmm. there's I a there's an element of like worry that you're not going to experience enough yeah is that is it that yeah do you know what I think it I, I think um like I'm actually just looking back through family history at the moment right and, um uh, looking at ancestors and so on and both my parents are looking at their ancestors and putting family trees together but I think it's really interesting when you start questioning uh, your parents and grandparents about things they've done mistakes they've made and so on and I think uh, it gets passed on and diluted through each generation so I think a lot of what I do or who I am is my parents Yeah, and um, you know they both came from very different backgrounds and they they were in, they kind of hit the hippie you know the yeah. full hippie period where everything was changing and so they went from sort of one lifestyle straight into another of freedom and then they they were very entrepreneurial and i think watching them and but they didn't have the support of families they didn't have you know money from families that was handed down and whatever and so I I witnessed them struggle to build something that was quite you know quite incredible to watch when they did it from nothing right and then there were in me there was always I don't want my parents to struggle so I want to build something that I can help them and uh, 
you know, so they have a comfortable life. So I think a lot of it has also been, you know, I want to give back to my parents. Right. Yeah. So, I mean. And that's something you've just realised recently, though. Yeah, no, I've always known that. It's been, that has been a drive in me. Right. And actually, it's the, the worst thing for me that, you know, my parents gave me something and gave me freedom and pushed me to say I could do, you know, do anything. Uh and then I'm living overseas away from them. So I struggle with that a great deal that I'm not with my family, near my family, because right. we're very close. Right. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a bit of, I'm kind of working towards being closer to them, but my life takes me away from them. So it's a one strange of the ironies, yeah. One of the ironies of modern life. I mean, that was yeah. one of the things that was so bittersweet about that trip I was telling you about earlier with my mum and my sister you know my sister lives in Australia my mum moved down there actually so she lives in Little Hampton to be near yeah. to me and Lima but you know it took us like organising a kind of once in a lifetime trip where we went to on a holiday together you know got my sister over from Australia yeah. and we and we and we had that tr- experience and trip and it was amazing and we sort of were probably as close as we've been you know I, I said on that I was like wow we haven't done this since I was like 13 yeah you know like when my sister left home and then probably last time we'll do it yeah because my sister's now back in Australia and oh yeah but that's this it's one awful of the, it's one of the ironies with yeah. the weird horrible ironies of yeah life isn't it but I, I'm totally with you on the generational one of the things I've realized recently is is the extent of generational influence in your family good and bad <laughs> yeah 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 i mean like watching my pet my friends with kids mm-hmm. especially friends that are like parenting teenagers and seeing in some cases like how they're either really grappling with the experience they had as teenagers and really trying not to pass it on yeah or completely unaware and basically doing the same shit that their parents yeah. did. And you're a bit like, wow. It seemed quite obvious when you were, when we were younger. Yeah. But here we are now and it's happening <laughs> again. And with me and my sister, like, you know, my family, my mum and dad divorced when I was 12. And we're still dealing with that, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... I don't think you'll it, ever stop dealing with it, It's 35 years later, yeah. or whatever it is, or 25... Yeah, 35 years later. Yeah. And... You know, even even when we were chatting in Malta, me and my sister, we were like having conversations that even now I was like, all oh, right, so that's what that meant. And yeah. And again, she's bringing up two kids and that's influencing how... Yeah, how she's bringing up her kids. But I always say, I mean, it's a shame I never had kids because I love children, but it's just the way my life has gone. But I always say if there's one thing in life uh, that life is about, it's about only passing on the positive and not the negative because I think you know each generation you kind of you try and do your best to avoid doing the bad that you're or bad stuff that your parents might have done yeah and only do the good stuff and then you know the next you know my mom and dad were like they they, they came from uh backgrounds that were very different to their background they were lucky they went through the whole hippie thing and they were like we're never doing what our parents did to us right. to you but there's still some of it that sneaks through um, i don't think you can you can't you, you can't, can't avoid it. it you can't stop it and then with me you know um i've been very very aware of things that i do that come from my parents my grandparents 
you know, I even see things in my grandparents that I do, yeah. that, you know, very, very small. And I try and be really aware of that and only take the positive stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really, it's, well, I, I think, so, you know, there's a lot of people don't think or try and move past that or try and learn from past, gener- pre- you know, past generations, previous generations. Yeah. And there are, it sounds like you are. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just, to. I'm just aware of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, and, and and I'm also amazed by it. Really, mm-hmm. I'm amazed at the. It's just an, I guess it's just an area of human experience that I didn't appreciate. Yeah, and yeah. and I wonder if it's to do with getting older and you know thinking like, oh fucking hell, okay, I'm you know in my case, I mean I'm 47 in two weeks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> or maybe I'm 48. I can't watch the year. <laughs> No, I'm 47, and I know that happens, doesn't it? In in middle age, yeah. You can't when you start old, you can't forgetting your age, you <laughs> either way, I'm nearly 50, and um, I'm not telling my age. It's quite scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, not scary, but it's just like oh, okay, you know. So I wonder if, and you know, our parents getting older. And, yeah. You know, yeah. you're thinking about that, and like I say, there's there's suddenly all your friends have got teenagers, and yeah. You know, it's, I think it's probably quite natural that yeah. you. Are you ha- would you have liked to have had children? That's a very personal question on a podcast to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think like you said, it's just y- your life goes in a. You just don't always get what you think is going to happen in life. Yeah, and it sounds like you've reconciled mm-hmm. that in the same way that I have, really. Absolutely. And yeah. and I don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it's just that that's the way it went yeah you know yeah and, exactly and there and there are a lot of reasons for that and there are a lot of positive things mm-hmm. that that were were an outcome of that not happening if that makes sense yeah so but yeah i mean is that how you feel about it yeah i always look at it and think you know i mean i i know i'm good with children i love children but i always think if i had my own kids i i would it just wouldn't be able to do anything but put everything into them and I wouldn't have a life and I wouldn't be able to give to I mean I'm able to give to people around me a lot of people around me and help people around me because I don't have children if I had kids I wouldn't be able to be the person I am now did you think you'd be a mum um in, like in your fu- in your future I think when I was younger I said I'd be I'd have children by 26 married with children by 26 I'd be retired by 40 right <laughs> because yeah. it's because it's another interesting taboo really mm-hmm. childlessness yeah yeah especially for women yeah i think for men it's really quite different mm-hmm. i think you know i mean i do i do i mean i went through a period where i had <laughs> you know i'd have people do probably the same as you when are you gonna have kids then <laughs> you know and I, I was always like i was always blown away by the insensitivity of that question yeah. so for a, for a period of time i used to say like oh i can't have kids which wasn't true um, and then people would be like more you know I, I was always a bit like that's basically like going up to a woman and asking when she's due like it's just there's probably there's, there's probably a lot going yeah. on there that you don't know about yeah so why are you even I just always thought it was like massively intensive but I think you know there's a again there's a movement right now I'm particularly thinking of a writer called Emma Gannon um, who is quite proudly that's probably the wrong word but is like very much owning childlessness yeah and saying like yeah this is what i've decided to do and there's you know yes society very much tells you that you should be a parent but you know it, it but it's still quite rare that you have that 
that viewpoint, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I feel sorry for my my mum more than anybody else because she, I mean, my thankfully, my baby brother had kids. Yeah. And so he has three amazing kids. Same and with my sister. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of rescued me and uh, saved the family. But I feel sorry for my mum because I think it would have been very different if she had kids on, you know, on the, the girl's side, you yeah. know, the daughter's side. Um, well, again, it didn't work out no. for your mum. No, 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 exactly. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's like that that's in the same way that life and that and that is that is just a you know very thundering cliche alert but that is you don't you don't always get what you want do no you? no you know and that's no. that's the deal yeah as horrible as it is to but you can't have it all i look at it like that i've got i've got an amazing life yeah i'm really lucky with my life and i'm you know there's i i you know i really do miss not being close to my family yeah but you know it's it's good my life <laughs> yeah so these the, this ah oh, there's more people in there look doing the proper oh wow doing a proper yeah. load of wetsuit no wetsuits no he's got a suit on he's doing a proper oh has he yeah okay. the, I think it's some kind of swim club yeah so oh. these oh wind's picked up sorry everyone yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you know this transitional period if you like has it made you reevaluate? the working part of it um i well actually i've i've watched a few older ski photographers or whatever get older and just crash and burn and i i i'm kind of been ahead of the game and realizing that i won't be shooting skiing and shooting action sports the rest of my life and i've i have actually you know the last few years diversified so it's good um but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking to change things a little now. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, originally, I wanted to be by the ocean. Yeah. I was a, absolutely a beach girl. You know, my dad was a surfer. I live. I was brought up by the beach, um, and I was a diver. But then, my life took me off on a tangent up the mountains, and now I absolutely love the mountains. And actually, I was a bit disappointed that I end for a while. That I ended up in the mountains and not the ocean. Right. But now I'm realizing that it's great because I've had the mountains for all this time. And then, you know, as I get older and the mountains are going to be too hard for me, then I'm going to have the ocean. So now I'm really, you know, I, I, I'm, I surf, but really badly. And um, I now think I'll, I'll start looking for a house by the beach somewhere. Oh, yeah. And I will start surfing again. And yeah focus more on the digital side of my business and the automated side of my business right i already have plans in motion and so yeah you're, you're really good at that though aren't you you've got like you you know you sell you, you know, <laughs> like the the, the yep. kind of overnight income part of it yeah you're good yeah. at yeah i mean i've had to rein it in recently because i realized that again how different people's brains work that um I need to, to stop having ideas all the time because I go off on need tangents. need to stop having ideas. Well, not stop. Sort of Is this like the jack of all <laughs> trade thing? Yeah, because I have thing that you so many though. fantastic, you know, really great ideas. And then I sort of half do one and then don't complete it. And then I move on to the next one, half do it and then don't complete it. And it really annoys me. It's just a part of myself that I really, it gets me. <laughs> yeah, but that's... So, that's yeah. So I I chatted to um, who did I have a conversation with this about on the podcast because 
I think that's tied into like quite traditional tropes of creativity personally because mm-hmm. I have the same thing yeah. right? and again when I had Ewan on the podcast like we talked about this but Ewan one of the things I always admired about him was when I, and I would say this in terms of anyone that I know that's been single mindedly successful as an artist in, in any way like a creative like was just the, the ability to focus on one thing to yeah. I just can't do that nope and, and and like I'm now quite comfortable with that but I think I recognise the feeling of inadequacy that you associate with the way that you operate but again that's all in your head isn't it because if you look at the reality of what you do it's incredibly diverse like successful impressive you know you don't look at me and go like he'd be better off if he just focused on one thing do you <laughs> no. you know what I mean that's like, a good point you don't yeah. or you don't look at anyone that you, like Ed Lee yeah you don't look yeah. at Ed do you and go like god I, I like what Ed does but if he just focused <laughs> on the broadcasting like yeah he just, wouldn't be Ed Lee <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's yeah it's th- that and I I personally have come to the conclusion that that the reason that I've worried about those things is because I've I just think I'm kind of quite all right, all right. Watch. Um, <laughs> Thanks, you know, Siri. I'm quite, I'm quite beholden to this traditional idea of what creativity is, yeah. like, which is, in my case, probably a product of the age that I'm at, that I am, and the influences that I've mm-hmm. had. Which was this idea that you've got to be like the kind of starving artist in the garret, like slaving away on a manuscript. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a bit of that going on yeah. there, really. But no, I, I, I think also, um, like, I, I have. I spend too much time connecting things in my head and uh, you know whenever I, this trip I've been around the UK meeting people and as soon as I meet a friend and they say something to me I'm like connecting them with a person or connecting them with a business in my head and building up this web of you know and who am I to think what will be beneficial for them but you know with you probably just quite like it though don't you yeah and uh, but I just love connecting things and people and it, it's really time-consuming. And I think I've probably set up five businesses on this trip to the UK for right. people. <laughs> because it's, uh, you know, but this idea is I could focus on my own business. But then I'm like already often focusing on other people's businesses. But yeah. I, I, I recognize what you're saying. Yeah. I recognize what you're saying. Like I've, yeah, I do it as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's, but it's a nice thing, connecting connecting the dots, connecting people. But yeah, now I really feel it's time to kind of just focus uh, more on getting some projects off the ground now to sort of just change the path of my future a little bit. Right, yeah. Which again, I think you've always been pretty good at. Yeah. Recognising. That's also a key part of being a freelancer, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when you've managed to, like you have have a really successful career over a long period of time because... Let's face it, that that landscape has changed yep. so much in the years that you've been doing it. So you've got to recognise when when it's a good point to, to focus on something yeah. different. And I, also... I, it's part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. And also, uh, like... Ooh, nice little, barking dog. Little 10-man dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also technology as well. So you, you, like me, are in a world where, you know, we're, we want to protect the environment, look after the environment. We're outdoors, uh but I'm also a lover of technology, yeah. which is kind of 
you know, but, but, but I realised that if I don't follow technology, I'll fall behind. Yeah. And a lot of my business, photography, film, whatever, is technology. So, I mean, recently, you know, when actually during the pandemic, I, I started studying AI and, right. and quantum physics and stuff, <laughs> just, to, you know, just something a bit different. And uh, and now that's all taken off, and I'm really excited about it. So a lot of my businesses now, um, and my ideas are, you know, I'm using AI a yeah. lot for imagery, for voiceover, for for um, text. I realised yesterday I should have um, used AI to write the w- the first draft of the wedding. Oh yes. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking because yeah. I was a bit like, "Fuck, I could have done that. That would have been that would have been a good use of it." Yeah, absolutely. Find me like a load of templates for like, like yeah. that. That, yeah. that would have actually been quite handy. Absolutely. Yeah, you should definitely. So how? So you're basically thinking, I'm going to learn the rules of this new game. Yeah. Rather yeah. than worry that it's going to. Rather yeah. than go on Facebook and talk and post that same meme about like how, you know, what is it that's doing the rounds this week? the machines making art and the humans doing the shit jobs isn't the future yeah. that I wanted you know which is all very true yeah it is true and I think the problem well personally the way I feel is there's a lot of these things um, they're they're a fact they're going to happen so you can fight them uh, and talk negatively about them or you can go with it and see how you can use them positively and so for me I want to use these things positively they're there and they're not going anywhere so yeah yeah, because I got I did a thing on Instagram last week where I was sort of slagging off um, some of the really bad AI things that are doing the rounds at the minute, and and I was just a bit. I still saw. I mean, this might be incredibly naive, and I'm sure there's people listening to this that'll be really wound up. But I I still, at this point, when I look at it in terms of creativity, think that I, I sort of see it as the way you do at the minute like how can I use it as a tool that's going to help me you know and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people going well that's not the point the point is that it won't help you and that you, you'll, your job will be redundant <laughs> but I think that's such a that's a I, I feel that's a bit like saying well there's no point in doing anything on climate change because the world's going to burn you know yeah, like exactly like, yes that's all true but I the, the impact that I can have is is you know is basically my impact and therefore i think you, i think there's still a usefulness in understanding what your position is and how it affects you on a personal level rather than just yeah. going like well unless we ban it there's no yeah, point in talking exactly. about it you just have to adapt with evolution you have to adapt and move with the the times and yeah i think uh you know you saw the, these photos that have been winning photography competitions recently they're incredible they're beautiful they're they're not real <laughs> but I don't feel worried about that because um, people are always going to want real photos and uh, you know you want to cap- capture real life I actually sold my first AI photo uh, AI image three weeks ago right <laughs> and I felt so embarrassed and horrified I, I mean I was only testing out I didn't want to sell one so you put it on your print shop uh no I have a, a secret uh Instagram account that I've hidden from everyone right and I put it online and after I think I have 
when I got my 19th follower, right. the 19th person bought one. Right. <laughs> got in touch with me and asked to buy one. <laughs> right. How, that yeah. is so interesting. So ethically, how did you feel about that? I felt terrible. And Why I, did you feel terrible though? Because uh, you felt because like, it well, it's not, it's, it's not for me. 40 seconds to make on, you know, mid journey. It just, it yeah, wasn't me that made it. It was my words, how no, I spoke. But you, it, 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 it was you that made it though, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, I was talking to, to Owen about this yesterday again and he was saying that he, again, has been looking at how some really well-known artists and photographers are using AI and pretty much he was saying the same thing, like, you know, some... I, I can't remember who it was. It's a bit of a half anecdote, but, um, like, that he... Uh, a very, very famous photographer had also been making art and selling it and was a bit like well it's still you know like you you doing a, a, a reproduction of one of your images and selling it is actually like a very functional thing isn't it but yeah. you had to accrue the experience the the expertise the knowledge over a lifetime to be in a position where you could do that and isn't it the same with what you've done in the yeah, AI? I guess in, so. like I, i'm not going to make the same thing that you are no you're making me feel better about it but, but isn't I mean I'm not saying that's right or wrong mm -hmm. I'm just saying that's the ethical debate right now isn't yeah. it because yeah. one of the one of the really interesting implications of it is what's the value of creativity and yeah. how much of it is about the human yeah I mean that's that's the argument from a creative point of view isn't it yeah and so it's it's I mean I I, I think it's good that you're getting stuck in yeah really. <laughs> yeah it's been really uh really i did a, a presentation maybe two three weeks ago in verbier and i i learned so much from it so i did a i mean i'm kind of giving it away to the people who are there they don't know i wrote it on the eye but i did a, a presentation about um the the vineyards and the the glaciers that feed the vineyards in the valley region in verbier right and in writing it yeah, um, I learned all about the minerals, the, the ice age. I, I learned so much in getting ChatGTP to write me right. the presentation. Right. But it was incredible. I I had, you know, within two hours, I was in a panic mode of what am I going to do for these people tonight at this event. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of gasps. People were like, oh, with the imagery right. <laughs> along, alongside the text, everyone was you know quite blown away by it. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, but I learnt from that. You know, I didn't just oh. get to write it and not read through it. You know, I, I did a bit of research as well. So yeah, I get. I I think it's brilliant. I just have a bit of like software overwhelm. Really, it's a bit yeah. like when I, you know, it's a bit like if I decide I was going to learn Photoshop. <laughs> like I'm a bit like, oh god, have I really got to try and understand how this works now? Yeah, another one, another well, thing. Well, I need to learn French as well, which is yeah. shocking because I still can't speak French. <laughs> and I just bought a house in France, and on that last trip, no one speaks English. So I was a bit like, I've got, I've got to sort this out. You need to get yourself a voice changer translator thing that you put in front of your mouth, and it speaks for for you. Do they exist? I'm pretty sure they will. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, well they do, don't they? All the in these uh, conferences at the UN or whatever, when they're all speaking and it's translating. Yeah, that, yeah, but then again, would wouldn't see that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because would you consider that cheating? Isn't part of the that's really interesting actually? Because yeah. I'm just thinking about how I feel about that ethically and whether I'd feel yeah, like it's, yeah, it's because a I one. hadn't done the. Is that an example of AI making your life easier or like diminishing the creativity of life? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I can answer that question. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you think of navigation for example 
my directions are terrible now yeah because I, the navigation I, has dumbed me down and i think it, it it probably will dumb people down but all i think some people will get more dumb and some people will get smarter <laughs> yeah well i guess that's probably yeah like me learning about the uh the glaciers and yeah the, and you know the I learned a lot from that whereas I could have just let it go and yeah. not learned anything from it so tell me about um, Verbier because you're very you know you've lived there for how long 20 years 20 years yeah yeah. and Verbier is probably uh, did you think you'd end up in Verbier nope <laughs> and I still uh, I'm shocked I ended up there and you're like <laughs> pretty pretty part of the furniture yeah yeah I mean you do a lot of work with all the tourist boards you've got your businesses there yeah you know you're so connected to the community you document it as well i mean you know like one of the things i always love about seeing your stuff on instagram is is you know you you've set up all night on a time lapse yeah (laughs) but you but you're obviously really passionate about that 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 valley or valleys yeah as a natural environment that's important to you right yeah well i think um well, the first sort of five, what was that? I don't know, four or five seasons uh, I did in the winter was in Teen. And I loved, absolutely loved Teen. Uh, I had a great time there, but it was so, I was there before the internet, well, before we, yeah, before Yeah, my the first internet. season yeah. we didn't have. We That's didn't. crazy to think, before the internet. We faxed all our White yeah, Lines yeah. articles home. And mobile phones. Yeah. And so you were really, really cut off. But I loved it, but also, um, in you know teen or chamonix as well i love chamonix but you're always looking up and it's dark throughout a lot of the season the thing i love about verbier is it's so open and yeah. it's it's always very i love light you know i work with light but yeah it's the the openness and the the light that i love about verbier and you're always you just always see the view yeah it's just there in front of you the most amazing you know glaciers and and mountain peaks yeah so yeah i love it for that and the the hikes are amazing a lot of resorts have got amazing hikes and yeah and views but i don't know i kind of fell in love with verbier yeah but you think but it sounds like you might be thinking of well no i think i think uh the past five years have been really weird it's been a lot of avalanches it's been really unstable the conditions of i feel the community's been impacted and we've all like i've had you know a few friends really seriously injured or killed yeah and uh and it's freaky and also you know i i don't like i do not like the feeling of being off piece somewhere now and i'm feeling like oh this could go and i could die and uh, it's uh, when i was younger (laughs) yeah but when i was younger i didn't care about that because i wasn't thinking about my family no and now i'm thinking about the effect i'll have on someone else if that happens to me yeah well that's why i found sorry to jump in but that's why i found Elias and Xavier's film yeah so interesting and particularly Xavier who I know is a really good friend of yours yeah I just it was like it was almost like his first time he'd ever thought about any of that stuff yeah you know and, and obviously he's been really impacted by the loss of his friend and but yeah like he went I, I just thought it was really really interesting that you know the way that the way that, that, that there seems to I wonder if that's a generational thing again because he's getting older and he's got yeah. young kids but basically yeah but I don't remember even when we were younger I don't remember like, people dying in avalanches regularly you know I when I was in teen never wore a helmet skied places that were 
<laughs> so oh, dangerous I mean, all the time. It's, and it's, it's when you, you think know, back, we were. Yeah. I think we were really lucky. Yeah. And also, I just think back and think, what must the French have thought of us? Like in our yeah. case. Yeah. I mean, we were fucking idiots. <laughs> like we really were. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they must have just been looking at. <laughs> Everyone going like, "What are you muppets uh, up to?" But I think we were—I no. I think we were lucky. Yeah, very lucky. And actually, I, sometimes I speak to people in their twenties now, and they're telling me stories about wild nights out or things they've skied, and I'm thinking, oh "God, yeah, we were far worse." Thank than God, that. thank God, we didn't have videos on our phones. Oh my God, but I think I'm we saying. were worse. We were a lot worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, thank, yeah. Thank God there was no social media back then. No. Oh my god! No, that would have been grim. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I'll I'll ruin a few people if I start scanning my images. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a right treasure trove. I do. Oh, I I have enough to ruin quite a few people's careers. <laughs> yeah. So, but you but you'll probably stay in the valley. Do you think? I think so. I think well, for now, I think what I'd like to do is uh, maybe. Um, I, I love the mountains in the summer. Yeah. It's just maybe the high season in the summer, and. Uh, when it's too hot by the beach <laughs> yeah. I have that by the mountains and then the best part of the season in Verbier in the winter but then maybe go off somewhere back to the ocean yeah yeah. so I think between the two and then decide where I'm going to go between the two in a, you know 10 yeah. years time whatever and have you got any unfinished business with trips projects destinations you've always got such interest in things on the go yeah i mean i've got a few a few interesting projects on right now but i think uh i'm really trying to focus i'm building with a actually the friend i was showing you a photo of yesterday with his lovely dog yeah he's uh i guess you call him a digital entrepreneur he and i are building um uh, an online coaching program for photography and film but with a difference and with a lot of uh, you know detail on doing it in the outdoors or uh having guests guest speakers uh i can't really say much about the platform but we're building a platform together yeah and um and then uh you know i'm i'm testing out nfts a bit the print print side of the business i'm working with a few interior designers um to you know quite like working the interior design side of things now where I look at a place and sort of imagine how their wallpaper should be or you know should I put a Japanese scroll there of an image or so I'm working on that as well so I've got a few business a few things I'm working on that are not involving trips yeah but then I'm also uh, I've got a trip to Africa in October I'm kind of getting involved in a project on tribes in Africa okay yeah so I'll be doing that What's that about? Um, well, I've actually been um, photographing some tribes with a friend of mine, and uh, we're having an exhibition in Verbier, hopefully this summer. Right. And then there's another good friend of mine who has a foundation, and she's been talking to me about me maybe going out and doing mentorship programs in Africa. Because I did talk to uh, a couple of friends in Verbier who work for, um, I don't know, people like the UN or whatever, but right. about how you know for a charity it's too expensive to send me out there to do photos all the time yeah but i sort of put the idea out to a few people of maybe sending me twice a year but then send then maybe getting me into a village where i take a load of iphones and then teach people there how to shoot 
uh, you really simple shoot, you know, uh, photo styles or photo. Um, can't think of the word. <laughs> um, for example, not having a bin behind you or yeah. having your horizon straight or yeah, you yeah, know yeah. having the sun um, behind you rather than behind the subject. Really simple things that yeah. would make photos really uh, so much better on people's iPhones. People who live there and yeah. are part of the the environment there. And so they could mix it up with my photos. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've put the feelers out with a couple of people. And actually, the friend I'm working with, them, one of the projects, she really likes that idea. And so we're really seeing where we can go with it. But I'm going to um, Kenya in October. Right. And hopefully I'll be sort of involved in a mentorship program then. Brilliant. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've not really been doing much traveling last mm. since COVID. Yeah. Not as much as I used to anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, me too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, I feel like I've got, got a trip or two coming up. Yeah. Have you got anything interesting or do you want, have you got anything you'd like to do? Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, at the minute, I want to go back to Ireland for a surf in October, I think, which I'll probably do. Uh, I'm going to go back to Normandy for three months this summer. Great. Just because that's what yeah. it's going to take to finish that place. Um, and then I think I'll probably just try and do a couple of, I'm thinking almost like try and do less trips but make them you know a bit more yeah so i really want to go back to japan oh great nothing yeah. like to you know yeah just i just want to kind of go and do some fun snowboarding mm. and surfing really excellent yeah yeah for my 50th i really want to go somewhere um like i don't know maybe like bald face or somewhere ah, you know. oh yeah you were were you not with the guys uh last winter uh no Oh no, because I think I mes no. messaged Jeff never. to see if uh, he was I'd seeing you. No, I n I've never been. <laughs> yeah, no. so I was in uh, Greenland with them five years ago. Yeah, with Jimmy Chin yeah, as well, yeah, right? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. And so, yeah, I'd love to go to Bald Face, but I don't snowboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that yeah. you know could be like a bit of a bucket list Yeah, trip. excellent. So, yeah, we'll see though. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. I'm <coughs> going to Japan in fe uh, January as well, actually. <coughs> Oh, you yeah, are? Yeah. Just skiing, like... It's, uh, well, you know, you know Beanie, my lovely, wonderful friend, Beanie. I do know Beanie. Yeah, it's her 40th. So we're going to nice. Japan on a... Yeah, that's that's a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking as yeah. well. Like, I mean, I, I still look enough to get offered loads of trips to go and write stories and stuff. And yeah. I, uh, I turned most of them down last year. Yeah. So, yeah, be good to, be good to do a few more. Yeah. Defo. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing as much i'm quite enjoying uh exploring where i live yeah it's great there's so much to do and uh until it's so funny i've been in switzerland 20 years right and i did i saw more in the you know the, the pandemic time of switzerland than i've seen in 20 years it's terrible and yeah, so now the more i do the more i'm enjoying it and yeah you know, don't what don't want to travel as much well god there's a lot to see where you live yeah 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 so you're off you're off away tomorrow where you off to? uh yeah i'm just going to tenerife for the weekend <laughs> nice what's going on there uh, i'm just going with a friend for that i've been traveling around the whole of the uk for a month uh living out of bags so i'm just going there on the way back to verbier yeah get a little bit of sunshine and nice relax yeah nice and then back to verbium yeah after the weekend nice and straight back into it into the summer which i'm actually really loving almost more than the winter now yeah yeah, yeah definitely so getting camping and hiking and 
get you know, shooting the stars at night, which yeah. is my favourite thing to do nowadays. Yeah, defo. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did it. That we did it. it. Uh, how was it? It was actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I hope we, well, didn't waffle on too much. No, we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, yeah. let's go and get another brew. Great. Thank you so much. No worries. So there you go. That was me and Melody, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was a good one. I, I love the direction that conversation went, especially that little strand about how when you hit your midlife, you realise that life didn't quite serve you the way you wanted it to, but you decided to roll with it anyway, as you probably gathered. I'm full of admiration for Melody, and I'm really glad we were able to have this conversation for Looking Sideways. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a comment on the Substack page. And if you want to find out more about Melody's work, then head on over to her Instagram at Melody Sky Photography or her site, MelodySky.com. Incidentally, this one takes the cake as the second longest podcast guest courtship ever. Now, if you're a podcaster or a journalist of any type, you spend a lot of time trying to persuade people to, to speak to you like whatever the forum, um, unless they're promoting something. Um, it was a bit easier back in the day because there was simply less podcasts, but there's a lot of them now. So um, I, you do spend an inordinate amount of time chasing people, seeing if they'll come on your show, all that stuff. With your friends, you kind of hope that's not going to happen, but that isn't how it was with Melody. Um, incidentally, the longest podcast courtship is Kate Rue from the Outdoor Swimming Society who's been consistently turning me down since I began the podcast so much so we're kind of friends-ish it's become something of a standing joke between me and Kate and now I'm just asking her every time I speak to her because we've kind of fallen into these roles me the podcast guy asking if she'll come on my uh, humble little show her saying no and she might do it one day we'll probably be doing that in our 60s and 70s Um, and that's kind of what I thought it was going to be like with Melody Literally been asking Melody to come on the show since it started back in 2017. In fact, I was in Verbier in April 2017 and I asked her to do it then. She said no then. She's been saying no ever since, um, citing the fact she's too self-conscious, doesn't like the sound of her own voice, all that stuff. I mean, who does? Um, So I kind of binned it off. And then last month I was on Instagram and who's there promoting their appearance on the aforementioned Peter and Felice Hardy podcast? But Melody, I was like, hang on, I thought we had a deal. Um... So yeah, she said, you know what? I'm going to the UK. We're gonna, I'm going to come see you in Brighton. We're going to do it. So we did. And that's what you just listened to. So um, that's it for now. I, I'm going to leave it there. I'll be back soon with another episode. Like I say, if you do want to support what I do, sign up to the Substack. Paid subscriptions very much help. They help me keep it free and ad free. Um, if you get a paid subscription, you get um, everything that I do, all the blogs on the Tuesday, the 10 things on the Friday, all the episodes, all the bonus episodes, exclusive prizes, blah, blah, blah. But what I found really is people that are just, that are doing it, are just doing it because they want to support me. Um, I was agonizing over whether to go paid, as they say in the Substack world. And then somebody said to me, don't overthink it. You've probably got a lot of people that are really into what you do um, and they'll just support you. Um, so that seems to be what's happening. Um, and if you are somebody who's supported me for a while and still not subbed up, hit me up. Um, let's talk. All right. Nice one. I'll be back soon. Cheers. Cheers.